spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that at moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass. More years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins. Where it all came from is to hold up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Andy Ann's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Hi, it's Andy Ann from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish i am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable me to keep the running costs this podcast going and enjoy take care bye-bye spoken label hi guys and the end spoken label back in the house i mean i know it's a sunday evening but it's not it's a monday evening because it's bank holiday just to confuse me so but anyway i've got a young, lovely young lady with me today i met her recently over at oh reasonably recent over at Word Central in Central Manchester, but I'd heard her name certainly since last year, possibly even before that, through an organisation she's involved in. I'm not going to name it, because I like to give people an element of mystery. So, mysterious guest. First of all, then, would you like to introduce yourself, tell our voice obviously who you are, and what led you in your creativity, and we'll start from there. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Rebecca Fithian. I'm an actor, singer, poet from Manchester. I uh, went to the Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts, um, a wonderful three years. I had training there in acting. Um, I graduated there in 2017 and it was shortly after I graduated that I sort of was introduced, you might say, to uh, spoken word, contemporary spoken word and I began writing alongside my uh, acting career and in 2020, I'd say around September, October, um, I was having a little chat with one of my poet friends and she got, a, she gave me a little nudge really um, to start sharing it publicly, my work, because uh, I had like a backlog of poetry and since then it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, I won't lie, like I uh, have been published in two uh, anthologies of of poets and work, which has been amazing. Um, I've been featured on BBC Upload, um, on BBC Radio Manchester twice, which, again, blows my mind. (laughs) Excellent. I've done it once, and I've got the second one coming up intermittently, actually, as well, myself. So, brilliant. Well, Well done to you, so... Yeah, thank you so much. Honestly, it, I still have to pinch myself about that because I, I don't know, like just knowing that people from Manchester, my hometown, are going to hear, uh, you know, my words, my poetry, which is so personal to me, as is with many poets out there. You know, it's a it's very much we bear our souls in 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 many ways. And it, 
to know that they've heard my my words is it's really special oh yeah no completely it does it's i think a lot of you have identified if you've not been honest your words you're not being honest to the person and it's i think it's always a bonus because everything i write for me like you do and it's, I think it's a massive bonus of people like it all. Oh, excellent. Now, obviously, tell us then, because obviously we're talking about, I know you started yourself as an actor. What led you into doing your degree in acting in the first place in Liverpool, man? Really good question. Uh, I started doing acting when I was at high school. Uh, I was a little bit of a late bloomer with it as well. Mm. I think I was about 13, 14 when I actually got started. And there was at the time such a thing as uh, Manchester stage experience. So whilst I was uh, studying a BTEC drama for my GCSEs, I was also taking part in uh, Manchester stage experience, which was at the Palace Theatre and the Opera House in Manchester. Um, it was an absolutely wonderful platform for young people to sort of immerse themselves in, in being a performer basically it was a chance to see what it would be like if we chose this pathway uh, as a career and you know there were certain people that didn't really connect with it and I think I was one of those people that really did and sort of with that and a very encouraging teacher at school I sort of realized that I wanted to be a performer um uh, I, yeah I, I've never really looked back since then I've never ever uh, doubted the fact that this is what I've wanted to do. So, yeah. No, I think I'll blame you coming actually, because like, I was even later and you blew me into it really, because I started writing when I was 10 and 11, and I never really got to go to mid, mid 30s really. So, that's why I think it's sometimes it's it comes along whatever pace it comes to you really, I suppose, doesn't it? So, were you always writing as a child back then, or was that, did that really come really straight out of your union after? Writing for me, um, it was something that I'd never really had a lot of confidence uh, in doing. And uh, when I was at Lipper, I started working on a piece of verbatim theatre, which was word for word accounts of uh, real situations that I'd been in. Uh, that was about the contraceptive pill. So it was very, again, it was very personal. And I think that was the first time I really dabbled in writing. I'd never really looked into poetry, spoken word. It had never been something that I was um, drawn to. And then I was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival mm. in 2017. Um, a friend of mine who I was acting with at the time had said, shall we go to this open mic? So I said, yeah, let's go for it. And I remember sitting watching these poets thinking, oh my goodness, wh where have I been? Like, how have I not encountered any of these wordsmiths before um or spoken word in this way and it inspired me so much that i thought i want to give it a go basically i want to try writing something that is poetic uh, something that is honest and authentic um you know and, and just see what happens really um, and then after that, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really share it very much. I, you know, I might read it occasionally if my friends ask me at a particular event, for example. Um, I remember uh, a poem that I might read later on, actually, uh, was one that I'd read. Uh, it was one of the first poems I ever read publicly, basically. And uh, I think it sort of changed my idea of performing 
and what I thought that was because uh, all I'd known before that was taking on roles taking on a character stepping into their shoes and playing that convincingly whereas this was performance but as myself uh, which was very it's a company um, we're a not-for-profit company female-led and we I founded it in 2016 so I was still in training as an actor and it was around the time that I'd started writing my own play uh, that I thought, you know, at this school, at Lipper, I'd gained such confidence from the people that I'd worked with, from the tutors that had guided me and I kind of wanted to give back what I'd gotten from Lipper um, and so I thought if I create a theatre company that might be a way to do that and then yeah so blue balloon theatre is my absolute pride and joy really <laughs> it's my theatre company um we're a not-for-profit company female-led and we i founded it in 2016 so i was still in training as an actor and it was around the time that i'd started writing my own play uh that i thought you know at this school at Lipper I'd gained such confidence from the people that I'd worked with from the tutors that had guided me and I kind of wanted to give back what I'd gotten from Lipper um, and so I thought if I create a theatre company that might be a way to do that and then I was trying to think of a name really I, I thought I want it to be something that people will remember um, but I couldn't think of anything and I, well, I already had the tattoo on my arm at this point. Um, and I remember literally looking down at my arm, seeing this blue balloon, which I've got on my left bicep, thinking piece that started blue balloon for me. Um, it's about my experience of taking the contraceptive pill and how it affected my health, especially my mental health. Um, I remember thinking at the time, there's got to be other people other women that have been through these problems and through basically about five years up until now of research and development and progressing with the play we've realized that actually a lot more people have been through these issues than we thought um and it's really resonating with people and so this is a little bit of an exclusive right now but for sure so pill um was the was the piece that started blue balloon for me um it's about my experience of taking the contraceptive pill and how it affected my health especially my mental health um i remember thinking at the time there's got to be other people other women that have been through these problems and through basically about five years up until now of research and development and progressing with the play we've realized that actually a lot more people have been through these issues than we thought um and it's really resonating with people and so this is a little bit of an exclusive new writing um and there's something but uh later this year we'll be taking the uh pill at its full length to the manchester fringe festival uh so that's going to be on the first and second of uh, july at the salford arts theater um i'm really really pleased to be doing it um at, at such an amazing theater that i have a great connection with 
um, I mean, Ronnie and Scott were both incredibly welcoming uh, with with me and when I first worked there last year. And just generally with the idea for the play, they, they were absolutely for it, which I think is just really lovely. And it says quite a lot about them and their approach with new writing. Um, and there's something I, I can't quite reveal just show in London this year. So Fantastic. Oh, well cool. done. Well, we've been given a date um, in May when we will be able to announce uh, this other project. No, Brilliant. it's... it's yeah, I'm still, again, still uh, pinching myself over that, really. Just the fact that we're doing Manchester Fringe is amazing, but the fact that we're going to London as well is uh, its just very, very exciting, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, to seeing what responses the show gets. Um, so, yeah, we'll be taking Pill to the Fuse International Festival, which is oh. taking place in London. Um, so I'll actually be making my my London debut in my in my own show in London this year. I've been you for a while now, haven't you? Yeah. So um, we've been doing open mics in Manchester since twenty seventeen. Um, um, no, Brilliant. it's it's yeah. I'm still again still uh, pinching myself over that. Really, just the fact that we're doing Manchester Fringe is amazing. But the fact that we're going to London as well is. Uh, it's just very, very exciting, and I'm I'm really looking forward to um to seeing what responses the show gets. Honest, but I just sort of fell in love with the venue as soon as I saw it, and um, I remember saying to Jazz, my business partner and my best friend, I said, uh, "Should we should we set up camp here, kind of thing, you know, because it's so nice and the staff have been." really welcoming yeah so um we've been doing open mics in manchester since 2017 um and recently we've moved to lock 91 which is um for anyone that doesn't know that's in manchester city center uh it's near deansgate and it's a beautiful grade listed building um and a bar and they do events there they they do loads to be honest but I just sort of fell in love with the venue as soon as I saw it and um, I remember saying to Jazz, my business partner and my best friend, I said, uh, should, we, should we set up camp here kind of thing, you know, because it's so nice and the staff have been really welcoming. So we do regular uh, open mics there and um, our other regular sort of, well, semi-regular open mic is at Heaton Park in Manchester, which is uh, bringing poetry into Heaton Park and how possible we thought that could be and so last year on the it would have been the August bank holiday we, we well I've actually got quite an interest well it may not be that in, um, it was supported by Heaton Park of course and Manchester so I did uh, I did a show uh, in Heaton Park a few years ago it was Dracula uh, with a company called Feel Good Theatre Productions and um, whilst I was there I met some incredible people that work at the park and since then I've stayed in touch with them, uh, become really good friends with them and we sort of discussed this idea of bringing poetry into Heaton Park and how possible we thought that could be and so last year on the, it would have been the August bank holiday 
we we sort of went for it. We did our first poetry in the park. Um, it was supported by Heaton Park, of course, and Manchester City Council. And uh, we at Blue Balloon sort of got our poet friends involved. Um, it was a specially curated list of performers. And it was honestly amazing. Uh, I, I feel like it was such a wonderful way for us to um, bring poetry into our immediate community. Both myself and Jazz are from North Manchester. So it was it was really sort of, I don't know, quite cathartic for us, really. Um, just really enjoyable. And since then, we've, we've now done three uh, poetry in the parks, which is amazing. The fact that that you know every single time the staff at the park have been so so welcoming they literally cannot do enough for us and i think we'll forever be grateful Lock. yeah so mancunian charm is something that i set up oh i think it must have been shortly after i graduated um it is a it's a blog basically and i talk about lots of different things on there um be it my career and uh, my mental health or mental health in general. Um, I speak a lot about different projects that I've been working on. Um, I guess in a way it's like a, a public diary. <laughs> yeah, you know, all that. Definitely. And yeah, I, I really enjoy blogging. It's sort of similar to um, writing poetry and sharing it. It's very personal. And I've found that a lot of people really... Yeah, so... Mancunian Charm is something that I set up, oh, I think it must have been shortly after I graduated. Um, it is a, it's a blog, basically, and I talk about lots of different things on there, um, be it my career, uh, my mental health, or mental health in general. Um, I speak a lot about different projects that I've been working on. Um, thanks for the prompt, Andy. <laughs> As I would say, it's... Um... You just you just been busy. Mm. Definitely, and yeah, I, I really enjoy blogging. It's sort of similar to um, writing poetry and sharing it. It's very personal, and I found that a lot of people really connect with um, my way of writing, which is a, a, a massive massive compliment to me. Really, I I find it really lovely to hear that people have taken something away from from reading them, and I guess that kind of sort of led me to carrying it on really but yeah i really like blogging and i need to write a new one because it's been a good few months uh, of not writing so i'll be getting back to that thanks for the various practitioners works and vocal exercises and i've sort of found my own techniques that have worked really well for my style of singing uh, for anyone that doesn't know me and my voice i've got a classical sound so, yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it by researching him online. So, oh, yeah. thanks, Andy. <laughs> uh, so singing lessons are something that I've offered, sort of infrequently, I would say, since about twenty eighteen, mm. uh, twenty nineteen, around that time. Um, I've been a singer for quite a long time now, and I sort of through my work as a as an actor singer, um, I've accrued an immense sort of knowledge of uh, various practitioners works and vocal exercises 
and I've sort of found my own techniques that have worked really well for my style of singing. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know me and my voice, I've got a classical kind of teaching. They they offer somebody else something, but they also teach you a lot. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess I I really wanted to see how how it went if I if I sort of started offering lessons in a way. Um, and I've got a very practical way of teaching, you know, I'm very sort of hands-on and I like to think that I can allow people the space to breathe, sort of get rid of any nerves and just go for it. Because at the end of the day, we all have to start somewhere. And if I, I always think if I can help someone, even in just the slightest way, then I, I'm sort of doing my job right. Um, and singing lessons are... I guess with any kind of teaching, they, they offer somebody else something, but they also teach you a lot in, in doing it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm offering lessons. If anyone is interested, then uh, hit me up, like send me a message, an email, and um, I'd love to teach. But, yeah, so I, um, I've known Rebecca Kenny, uh well, actually, since she did her first public poetry performance, oh yeah, uh, that was when I first met her, um, and I remember really connecting with her words. And I said, "Look, we've got poetry in the park coming up soon. Would you like to be involved?" And uh, Rebecca said yes. And uh, since then, we've sort of stayed in touch. We've been good friends. Um, she's just a really, really lovely, supportive person, and she's she's very oh thank you andy i mean i'm still it's not sunk in yet i don't think it'll sink in properly until i see the book in front of me oh, no, um but yeah so i um i've known rebecca kenny uh well actually since she did her first public poetry performance oh yeah uh, that was when i first met her um and i remember really connecting with her words and I said, look, we've got poetry in the park coming up soon. Would you like to be involved? And uh, Rebecca said yes. And uh, since then, we've sort of stayed in touch. We've been good friends. Um, she's just a really, really lovely, supportive person. And she's she's very um, much for offering people opportunities. And so when she formed Bent Key, I was... Uh, I wasn't surprised in the slightest to be honest I thought this seems right up Becca Street um, and I, I sort of watched her progress and she sort of got all of these Man Manchester poets involved and I was just so thrilled thrilled to see how many she'd sort of gotten on board with this project for their chapbook submission and I remember sort of umming and ahhing about it wasn't too sure I thought is the timing right I don't know and then there was a little uh, comment from Rebecca on one of my poetry posts on Instagram and it that that was it from seeing that that was the nudge I needed to submit this manuscript so I spent about two days uh, sort of collating oh god me too I don't think I could do it I mean running blue balloon is one thing but running a, a, a small publisher is is a completely different kettle of fish and she does it so well and I, I i remember i'd thought about submitting um a manuscript for their chat book submission and i remember sort of 
umming and ahhing about it, wasn't too sure. I thought, is the timing right? I don't know. And then there was a little uh, comment from Rebecca on one of my poetry posts on Instagram. And it that that was it. That for, from seeing that, that was the nudge I needed to submit this manuscript. So I spent about two days uh, sort of collating everything and putting these poems together, sent in the email, and it was literally the day before the deadline. And it, for anyone that knows me really well, they'll know that this is completely against what I'm like as a person. I'm very much a planner. I do things in advance. Old was my was my partner Adam, and and he just said like, "This is amazing. This you know, all your hard work and your writing, and it's all paying off basically." And off anyway. So yeah, definitely. I think, especially with something like that, I think. I needed to do it for myself um, just to be spontaneous, took that little nudge and ran with it. And um, yeah, so I got an email from from Rebecca um, and she said, like, thank you so much for trusting me with your words. Uh, we'd love to have you, basically. And I was just blown away. I remember I was in floods of tears, happy tears, of course. And um, I think the first person that I told was my was my partner, Adam. And, and he just said, like, this is amazing. This, you know, all your hard work and your writing and it's all paying off, basically. And I, and I truly felt that. And I'm really, really excited to um, in there, um, especially with my current partner, um, Adam, because he's like a constant source of inspiration to me. I'm constantly writing about him. I'm surprised he's not <laughs> got sick of hearing these poems yet. Was it all love poems or something that they're not always? Well, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so uh, the book's going to be called Perfect Mess, which um, I feel <laughs> it relates to me in many ways. Slight disclaimer, um, there is going to be a poem in there called Donuts. It's like organised chaos all the time. Um, yeah, so that's going to be the name of the book. Um, there's going to be a lot about... Uh, my relationships in there um especially with my current partner um adam because he's like a constant source of inspiration to me i'm constantly writing about him i'm surprised he's not <laughs> sick of hearing these poems yet yeah so um it's all it, i think it reflects me in a, i think my love poems are not very conventional um and i think that's why people like them because they're not conventional they're a bit quirky um i mean uh, the, uh, the slight disclaimer um there is going to be a poem in there called donuts anxiety and i do have depression and i'm very open about those things doesn't know uh, this poem that might not have heard it um the way i described it to an audience once was uh you know when you're really struggling to communicate with your partner um and so you write them a poem and that poem is called donuts and that was all I said and then I started performing so yeah so um it's all it, I think it reflects me in a really really good way the writing that is going to be in that book um there's a lot about the way I see the world um and I guess mental health is is quite a big uh theme within my writing as well um I I do have anxiety and I do have depression and I'm very open about those things um, because I think it's important. It's important for other people to know that you can talk about it. And in fact, 
writing about it in in poetry especially is so therapeutic it's um it can help you process what's going on in your life just that little bit better so this year um and i'll also be doing a little bit myself um of singing and that will be at the salford arts theatre on the jubilee uh, weekend uh, i believe on saturday so do come along to that there's going to be lots of different things that people can get involved with um at salted arts and with blue balloon as well um aside from that we've got uh, a course pill uh, at the um manchester fringe which is really exciting and we've got the <coughs> festival um and then after that it will be well it will be blue balloon's birthday in september yeah of course um so with blue balloon uh, we're going to be doing a jubilee event for the queen's jubilee this year um and i'll also be doing a little bit myself um of singing and that will be at the salford arts theater on the jubilee uh, weekend uh, i believe on saturday so do come along to that there's going to be lots of different things that people can get involved with um at salford arts and with blue balloon as well um, aside from that, we've got uh, a course pill uh, at the um, Manchester Fringe, which is really exciting, and we've got the <coughs> festival. Um, and then after that, it will be well, it will be Blue Balloon's birthday in September. So I mean, that came around fast. <laughs> wow! Um, wow! I don't. I, I mean, it's been such a long time that I think it's six years this year. That's a long. I think you've got a lot of work to come there, Jazz. Definitely. So I whether know, you know, definitely. whether you know it or not, she's going to hate me. <laughs> I, I'm not involved in it. So I'm just going to do the old Nicholson or N comment. No comment. Move yeah. on. You it's do. just crazy, isn't it? Time flies when you're having fun. It really does. Um. So hopefully we'll be doing something really exciting for that. Um. As we usually do. I mean, a couple of years ago, um, it was during like. Um, the big C, big COVID, and our lockdown. Um, we had like a bit of an online festival. Um, uh, it was like a week long. Uh, so wow. I'd, I'd love to do something like that again. Um, so if Jazz is listening to this, Jazz, and we are at Blue Balloon MCR. Uh, but yeah, we'd absolutely love to um, to hear from you and to collaborate. So yeah, drop us a DM if you fancy doing something creative. Brilliant. Okay, Rebecca, we'll, we'll let, let you go and catch your breath now. And we should be back everybody in a minute or two. It's been, been fascinating. Thank you today, Rebecca. I've really enjoyed this. So you can find me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Instagram at Rebecca Fithian. That's P-H-Y-T-H-I-A-N. And if you want to follow Blue Balloon, you can find us again on all social media platforms, uh, Spotify, Anchor, all the places you find your podcasts as well. Um, and we are at Blue Balloon MCR. Uh, but yeah, we'd absolutely love to um, to hear from you and to collaborate. So yeah, drop us a DM if you fancy doing something creative. Win the prize of their friendship. You won't find me in a gown and pearls like Cinderella and the girls. I don't care if a prince thinks I look pretty. I'd rather someone think me witty, but that kind of setup is not my style. I think I'd rather wait a while. Now, Princess Aurora, I hardly adore her. A prick. Thanks, Andy. So this first poem is probably one that I am maybe most well known for. Uh, it's called, I'm not a Disney princess, and I believe it speaks for itself. 
I wouldn't say I was a Disney princess. I'm just too much of a perfect mess. I'm more like Snow White's mate, Dopey. A purple hat, but I won't bat my eyelids at the guys. Instead, I'll win the prize of their friendship. You won't find me in a gown and pearls, like Cinderella and the girls. I don't care if a prince thinks I look pretty. I'd rather someone think me witty. But that kind of setup is not my style. I think I'd rather wait a while. Now, Princess Aurora, I hardly adore her. A prick on the finger, guaranteed a stinger. It'll only linger for a minute, so just get over it. Jesus. I couldn't be a mermaid. I'm not the best when I swim. Although, I would look for any excuse to serenade my hymn. Belle goes through hell with a hairy beast put under a spell, above and beyond, an unbreakable bond, or just completely ridiculous, and am more than suspicious of the talking clock. To mock me would be offering a ride on a carpet that's magic. What kind of tragic chat-up line is that? No signs of commitment, and we're already in a spat. Race and religion, I'm completely open to. It shouldn't stop someone falling in love with you. But Pocahontas, mate, oh, you're in a state over a guy you've known for days. I spy, with my little eye, a phase. To Mulan, I can relate, though she has far too much on her plate. Fighting for China, what she believes is right. Selfless acts in circumstances that might change the world. From here on in is where I begin to see my traits in the fate Disney girls. But there is still too much fantasy to be real. For a quirky, strong, witty and anxiety-ridden mank, that doesn't appeal. Tiana has an inner fire which I really admire, but don't work, work, work until you retire. Live and breathe your own lifestyle, even if that means less, less money for a while. Rapunzel yearns for a life outside her tower and later realises it is she who has the power to sing in the snuggly duckling even if it's seedy and that wanting compassion doesn't make you needy, it makes you human. Merida makes a stand by winning her own hand. She is incredibly brave but maybe her fave is a girl. <gasps> maybe she wants to give that a whirl. The princess-to-be makes friends with Tefiti, defies expectations from her relations. Being courageous is not outrageous. She has the balls to stand tall in the face of danger. Rather than being a stranger, she becomes a hero. My future has not been foretold. Who knows whether it's a glory to behold. But I know I will live it freely and make mistakes on the way. For life isn't always breezy, so I'll take it day by day. Let my soul connect with a love that will protect my dreams that seem to ooze from my pores because I want more from this life. I want to see sights from the heights, bask in the glow of my equals and together we'll make sequels because the prequel is too good to stay stuck in the mud, waiting, hoping, dreaming of what could be. That's not me. I'll make great things happen myself and leave my own story on the bookshelf. So, no. I wouldn't say I was a Disney princess, because it'd be too perfect to say yes. Way by the river's edge, from the break of day until the setting sun sits peacefully on the edge of the earth. Let us feel the chill of night, and let it remind us that we are alive, and oh how alive we are. We will lie under moonshine and shooting stars, tearing the sky apart in the most extraordinary way we've ever seen. And I tell you about my dreams, what I think they 
Thanks, Andy. So this next one is uh, quite a new one, actually, and it's called I Don't Know You. Meet me in the forest and let our first date be foraging for berries. Let us dance and sway by the river's edge from the break of day until the setting sun sits peacefully on the edge of the earth. Let us feel the chill of night and let it remind us that we are alive and oh how alive we are. We will lie under moonshine and shooting stars tearing the sky apart in the most extraordinary way we've ever seen. And I tell you about my dreams, what I think they mean, and of the something I've seen in your eyes that somehow feels like home. Did I meet you in another life? Uh, but in a good way, I hope. Oh, I think it does. Nice of different, nice contrast between the first piece as well, definitely, because the energy was different in that piece as well. I think the way you delivered it as well, which it was a different tempo, and that's always good writing as well. So. Oh, thank you. Okay, well, better get straight on to yeah, definitely like i feel like i i every now and again i do like to do that i think i've got what's the best way to say this my writing is uh very much how my train of thoughts are so it's very sporadic it can change at any moment and i think with that poem it's certainly evident um it's yeah. This, yeah it's kind of um yeah i do think it surprises people and a family member um but yeah I, I feel this kind of sums up my um my humor as well in a way sort of similar to i'm not a disney princess but i hope you enjoy this is donuts kindness is what oozes from your pores like sweet sweet jam from a donut and the first taste so i'll i'll um be reading uh the poem that i mentioned earlier actually it's called donuts um as I've said before, it's, you know, this is um, for anyone that may be struggling to communicate how they really feel uh, to somebody that they love. It may not necessarily be their partner um, romantically. It could be a friend, a family member. Um, but yeah, I, I feel this kind of sums up my, um, my humour as well in a way, sort of similar to I'm not a Disney princess, but I hope you enjoy. This is Donuts. Kindness is what oozes from your pores, like sweet, sweet jam from a donut. And the first taste of sugar on my lips was so full of wonder that before I knew it, I'd eaten a five pack and fallen for you deeply. You were confident and self-assured, yet sensitive. I'd soothe a beautiful soul like yours any day. Spectrums of colour that would bubble under your surface and I was the only one that could see you for who you truly were. Magnificent in your entirety. End game. You. The two of us. I got to call you and tell you I loved you. I got to kiss you and nuzzle into your neck. I got to walk and talk with you hand in hand as we effortlessly faced life together. Whether the sun shone or not, there's not a lot of people who can say that in the way that I can, could. I can, can't I? Forgive me, sweet kindness. I'm struggling to remember, to recollect my thoughts and memories. Everything is laboured harder than before. The soft touch of your lips against mine or the safety I'd feel as our limbs intertwined. It feels like a different time. 
drinking wine whilst fine dining eyelids batting butterflies wings flutter in tummies full of piccolino's pizza but now i'm stranded on an island of not knowing where to go i lie here wondering why searching for answers like long forgotten footprints in the sand you were everything i needed encompassed into one human being glowing beautifully like the sun on a winter's day and i loved you in the way i always had and even more 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 time i'm waiting by the sea wondering if you'll follow me where do i begin how do i let you in lost in my mind will you throw me a lifeline find me again as don callis formerly of impact wrestling used to say stay safe and stay over and we'll see you all next time spoke on me